Are you guys gonna interview Ressa or what? 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 What up, crime time? Hey Vance, do you have a girlfriend? Mayday, mayday. Going down. Yes, of course, always. And if they can come, fine. If not, it's your fault. Crime time, I got a question for you. No bands, no bands. I am bands. not watching I am crime not time. Watching crime time. This is your favorite. Crime time. What time? My time. Your time. My mind. Crime time. Cute haircut. Because we were in uh, Sacramento. People did not get it, dude. They didn't understand. Like, who is this creep? It actually looks pretty fucking badass right now. When it was just like barely a baby mullet, that had to be work for a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> or it just looks like you fucked up and forgot to get your hair cut. Right. It wasn't sure it, what I wanted to do. I've got a Whether it's serious or not, it's awesome. Warn you, uh, ladies, if you're pursuing these men, their graffiti's pretty, but they're uh, somewhere in the middle. I don't know if handsome is a word I would use around these guys. The first time I remember thinking about letters as a form of art, Dad had drawn my name just like straight block letters. I was probably like five or six, and he put just a like a forty-five degree three D off, and that like in that moment kind of blew my mind a little bit. And I thought and that's like the one thing kind of previous to graffiti that I remember. You know, kind of the mid nineties. I just had a few peripheral buddies that were kind of doing it and that's kind of what got a few of us just playing around on boards and backyards and ditches and alleys i didn't really know anybody that did it i had a brother that i grew up when we started doing it together yeah we just kept on seeing it on the streets and decided to do our thing where did you guys get your influence uh, we had a little hip-hop shop that was pretty awesome when you're a 15 year old kid and uh you're meeting the guys that you've seen on walls and uh they're giving you a little piece of advice and pretty generally friendly to you and supportive. I think we just started seeing stuff around and kind of trying to track it down and following it and finding train yards, finding other little yards that people have been painting in and wandering around, just taking the bus everywhere and adventuring. It seemed like a lot of your paint has been invested on metal. I just always liked the fact that it was a moving wall and it would go across the country. It seemed like the best option to do where if you paint something in the city, it could disappear the next day. Where I lived painting graffiti, there was really only a very small handful of us doing it. There really wasn't much to gain by painting the freeways or the city. You kind of had more to lose than you did to gain. And so really all of us primarily only rock freights, probably our first five or ten years. What do you think about people that just find something and just take it? Is there a principle there that's being broken? I mean, you definitely got to make an effort to make something your own. There is a certain aspect to graffiti that's more design-orientated than maybe artist-orientated. Trying to lay something out on a pretty large surface and make it look right and make it look balanced and have the right colors. And there's a lot that goes into the design principles of graffiti um, that are kind of outside of even the style portion of it but you definitely got to make things your own do your own thing is there anything else other passions you've explored you said something about skateboarding when you were a kid or i did a lot of that when i was young i'm, I'm getting a little bit older and 
a little bit more risk adverse, uh, so I've slowed down on skateboarding. Uh, but I try to stay really active. I get a lot of exercise. I actually really enjoy to work pretty hard and uh, get a lot of fulfillment out of that too. Family stuff, uh, my my son and my lady, and just trying to increase the good things in my life. I enjoy skiing and travel and learning new things, going on different adventures. Well, how does the average human perceive graffiti? I mean, if they're seeing a tag, they're probably just assuming it's gang graffiti. But if they, they're seeing a mural, that they're probably perceiving it as art. But everybody has weird opinions about things that they're uninformed on, you know, us included. I mean, they're certainly going to be wrong about a lot of assumptions. You know, I, th- I think a pretty common thing that folks would think about graffiti is why bother? You know, why spend the time and take the risk for something that doesn't make sense as like a reward, an accomplishment maybe? But every hobby's kind of like that. Because if you don't rock climb, why would somebody climb up a rock? Why is that fulfilling to some? somebody if you don't enjoy going on hikes you'd be like why would somebody work so hard to hike but if you do it you see that there's an epic view and it's a great adventure and an opportunity to maybe bond with some friends there's a lot of things out there that all of us are uninformed about and have funny opinions of that's good insight well you guys are killing it man I'm just glad you guys have your clothes on still. Yeah. I don't know what the hell I was getting myself into. <laughs> Start talking about my cousin, and you guys want to shake both my hands. Right. Scary. Right. As long as jacket is a noun, not a verb, we're fine. Do whatever you want. We can hear a dog like yelping in the background. Um, breed dogs, or you... I think dogs are amazing. They're man's best friend. Those bitches know all my my dirty secrets. <laughs> hell yeah, for sure. Cold nose feels pretty good at two a.m. But never mind that. Heartache and losing at love is actually an intricate part of survival. I think once you embrace the suffering, what an unfair advantage you have, you know, over your and your enemies. Speaking of enemies, why is graffiti so prone for enemies? Why is it such a negative sport? I think a lot of us do our best to avoid the drama as best we can, but it does have a way of finding you here and there. I kind of think of graffiti as dating a super hot, crazy chick. It's awesome when you're doing it. You're having tons of fun. And then as soon as you're done doing it, you start having to deal with these crazy things that don't make sense, that you really don't understand why they're happening necessarily half the time. But you love doing it so much that you carry on and keep going. I think probably that aspect of graffiti is probably a big percentage of why some folks do fall off. Especially as you get older and you know, hopefully more mature, it's going to be less appealing to deal with that bullshit. What do you think about someone that's never had beef, ever battled anyone? Are they just fortunate? Man, that'd have to be a pretty pretty good dose of luck, I think. <laughs> I mean, if you've done graffiti for 10 years or more, I, I think you're going to have dealt with some drama and some beef somewhere along the lines, if you've been at all active. A lot of people believe that people painted small pieces to save paint. That was not the case. It, more than anything, was to preserve the freight. It was to stay off the numbers. It was to go around certain things. That It really wouldn't become you know, popular to blast the whole thing until the last, like, 10 years. We actually were talking about something kind of, like, similar to this earlier today. When we were all younger, coming up in graffiti, the, really the only way you could get into it and really participate at a high level was with some form of mentorship. You just When you didn't have the internet, you had to have somebody who knew more than you show you a couple of shortcuts, teach you some lessons so you didn't have to learn everything the slowest, hardest way possible. The internet, it's a lot easier to gain a lot of that information without necessarily the friendship, the respect, or the work. You know, and I, I mean, I understand why the younger kids 
feel really proud of themselves too because it is pretty impressive that somebody can start graffiti right now and really make an impact in a couple of years and not know a single other person that does graffiti. That's also an impressive accomplishment and something that most of us wouldn't have been capable of back in the day. But you also you miss out on some amazing lessons. You are going to make mistakes going that way because they're not going to have someone there that tells you you're making a mistake when you are. How has being a graffiti writer enhanced your life? I think when you put the work in to be successful at anything that you decide to pursue and you achieve it, I think once you learn how to be successful, that process in general is hugely beneficial because once you master one thing, you kind of realize that anything can be mastered. There's a million opportunities out there. You just have to be willing to put your head down and work. You know, anybody's capable of doing things that someone else has done um, are better. Humans right? are evolving. It doesn't seem like the religion or the schooling is, but everyone else is. <laughs> if you took a hundred people and caged them in a room and had a hundred topics, we're probably going to get along about 70% of it. We know we want clean water. We don't want clean air. Like 70% of the shit we agree on. Doesn't matter your left, right, in the middle. It's the seven or eight things that we don't agree on that's always on TV, always on the radio. I think humans have more in common than we don't, but the radio and the TV won't expose that. I mean, focusing on common ground, I think, is always going to put you in a better place <laughs> than focusing on negativity or differences. Yeah, um, that, you know, that's something that hopefully most of us get better at as we get older. I find um, it crazy that we have a two-party system and there's 350 million people in this country and we're defined by two parties have a good job or a decent job you work hard and you take care of your family it doesn't really matter who's in office a lot of people spend more time thinking about what everyone else should be doing rather than just focusing on their life and just doing them it's so simple and it just came out of you like you were urinating on asphalt you guys ever make a dry ice bomb Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. That shit was so fun. <laughs> yeah, that shit blows up, dude. That's fucking epic when we were kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty grateful. I've got all my fingers. Yeah, that's good. You oh, guys yeah. ever caught like a neighbor's field on fire and just never told them? Or ever burned anything down? Not, not I, I caught okay. my neighbor's house on fire. Or the, not their house, but their front lawn. We had some of those, those flowers. Uh-huh. And like I don't know why we threw it into like white, yellow bushes that were i mean they were dry <laughs> that thing lit up you know, my old man came out in his underwear his dick's bouncing around he's got the hose cigarette in his mouth like put it out man i wake up in the morning i'm claustrophobic i climb out of bed i don't recognize the woman i'm sleeping next to what the hell is the purpose of being a human Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we're all kind of stumbling around the dark right? looking for a light switch uh, to yeah. some extent yeah are we in a computer program <laughs> who knows that Weird. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about Anthony Bourdain? You know, he just barely checked out a pretty major loss for mankind, I think. In a way, I kind of respect that, you know, if he's done his time and he had his, he did what he wanted to, you know, accomplish, I think that's. I, I enjoyed this. He story. was awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, he had a great God, he could talk. He, he was good. anything in his mouth. Excuse me? Oh, my bad. <laughs> no. That's, yeah, he had a good way. Pretty wild. Yeah, there must be something in there that right. we just don't understand. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Is there one piece or one production that really stands out that you would say above all represents you? There's been a ton of awesome cars that we've done that I'm pretty proud of. One of the first things that kind of comes to my mind when I think about one of the best cars that we've done, we did a, an underwater kind of ocean scene with some fish and treasure. In this more modern 
era of cars that we've done a lot of, it was the first real production car that we had done in a handful of years. Graffiti really takes itself really too serious. People that have more of a natural knack for it usually suck at other aspects in their life. So it's like, so what? You're good at graph, but you haven't made love to a woman in 11 years. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Kick rocks like that guy that was on the other side of their train. Go. Right? So it's like, get your fucking money right. Get your romances right. Get You have to have insurance on your car? Well, get fucking insurance. You know, there's a speed limit? Fucking do it. Like, all these rules are in place. I don't know why we complicate it. You know, we're not hunting our food, gathering, so we have so much free time that our passions aren't survival. Our passion is find ourselves. So we really are a, a lucky generation, and we're also kind of a, a crippled, you know, generation. Is there any trends in graffiti that you don't like? I've what about tried. the force field? Like, they got rid of the goddamn force field? Oh, uh, yeah. pisses me off, dude. Bring it back, field. you pukes. Let's talk about the inline. <laughs> oh, no. No. Nobody yeah. does inlines anymore. Bring yeah. it back. Yeah. We're the last two people hanging on to that. But, uh, what was the inline all about? It was really about can control, wasn't it? It was that way. I, I used to paint really clean. I would lay it all out perfect. Now, I honestly use it as a way to cheat and clean up some of my mess. It's hard for me to think about how to put colors together without those separating colors built into the scheme. That's something I think we've, we've both been making an honest effort to to try to do differently lately. Um, we've, we've had a handful of cars without force fields on them this last couple of years, which... I'm pretty morally opposed to, um, and we usually think it would have looked better if it had one. But, uh, but we're trying. We're, we try to make a point to do some things in a way that we wouldn't normally do them. You know, even if it's not what we think's best, that's part of the struggle. You know? There is weird the trend. Like you never would have thought that you never would have done a full inline 20 years ago. If you didn't do it, like, dude, what's he doing? His piece looks naked. Put a fucking Hawaiian shirt on that fucker now. Is there something trending right now that's good? I mean, I know volume. People paint bigger. We tend to paint bigger. I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. Someone who normally paints small can usually cover the full spectrum and go to big. I really struggle painting small at this point because we painted big for so long. And I think there's a lot of cool things happening in graffiti right now. It's been pretty awesome to watch kind of like the signage and the traditional like typography kind of feed into the movement. You've seen that play out a lot of different ways. Um, you have some guys doing some really weird stuff that doesn't necessarily have an outline or the outline color changes colors. There's a lot of experimentation going on in graffiti right now and it's it's all pretty fucking cool. If you're experimenting, you're gonna have some misses in there and that's kind of okay. Graffiti is one of the only things in the entire world that you get credit for just showing up. Be terrible and just show up for 30 years and people are gonna give you props for doing that you know but like if you just show up to mcdonald's for 30 years and do a very mediocre job every time you get there you're still going to be making minimum wage 30 years later which really isn't a reward kind of need to make an effort to improve you know and to do a good job i think when you do anything especially if you're going to dedicate 30 years to a craft i think part of the fun of that is making an effort to improve and come up with new things i have some repetitive stuff in my graffiti and i'm not really trying to judge how people roll but i do think you need to be making some some sort of effort to do something different or do something better in anything that you're going to do for an extended period of time. 
It seems like graffiti friendships above other friendships last a lifetime, whether you're painting or not. How did you guys actually meet? Maybe, yeah, through yeah, Cage. I think, yeah, probably first night we, we met, we painted. Maybe the Guinea. It might yeah. have been that long ago that it was. There's a the place that you said that airplane hangers. Oh, I, don't, I, don't remember. I don't even remember what we called that place. Yeah. It's always the guy that does like one color fill that clowns you for not painting the bar. This you know is I mean? true, too, yeah. But the irony is he spends half his money at the bar. But whatever. <laughs> That's cool, man. How's it feel playing with other writers? I, I love traveling. You know, everybody has their own take on things. And layups in the arts are kind of beautiful. When you get to go all over the country, kind of see what there is out there. We painted some pretty awesome spots right on the ocean where the waves are cresting at the sand, not that far from your feet. Places up in the mountains and, you know, in the middle of the orange orchards. Painted somewhere where we saw wolves crossing the tracks in front of oh, yeah. us. Yeah, so, white wolves. Yeah. There's something about walking into a poorly lit train yard where you can kind of see the silhouettes of the cars in the distance. Distance, and it's just quiet and it's dark maybe it's not quiet there's like some weird homeless people it is it's it's a pretty awesome adventure to go on anywhere you go that you paint graffiti you see a very different side of that place than you would as a tourist hanging out the graffiti network is pretty cool too meeting up with different riders from different areas and we made some awesome friends cool thing about good uh, graffiti friends you might only talk to them once every three months you might only see them once every five years but the bond is strong and it is, it's like a brotherhood where there's not high expectations, there's not a lot of responsibilities that you owe each other. You also have a lot of love for each other and are really stoked to catch up whenever you do have the opportunity. You get older, that's kind of the types of relationships that tend to sustain. You start your own family, you start your career, and you don't have time to hang out with your boys every single night of the week anymore. And the kind of people that get upset and mad about that, despite you doing what's good for your personal life, people kind of fade away to the light, to the sidelines. And the people that are happy for you, that you're doing what's making your life better, stoked to catch up when you do get the opportunity. You know, that's more of a brotherhood than a responsibility. And those are the types of friendships that carry on. <laughs> you ever go on a trip and you're like, God damn it, I should have painted on that trip. Never going to be in this country or this city again. And I blew it. Yeah, I think we both have solo trips that have been that way. Yeah. If we're together, we're crushing pretty religiously every single night. <laughs> it seems like graffiti on trains, like they don't even care. I mean, obviously there's law enforcement, there's issues, but do they give a shit? Are they trying to deter it? Are they trying to stop it? They... After the economy tanked, they kind of realized that there was a lot of expense in fighting graffiti, and it wasn't adding to their, their bottom line or their profit. Since most of those companies are goal of their companies to make money, or make money for their stock investors. If I look back, it seems like 2008, 2009 was kind of when Railbox used to buff a lot of their cars. CSX used to buff a lot of their cars. BNSF would buff their icicle flats. You just see whole panels buffed out that weren't rebuilt. At this point, they really don't buff anything if they're not rebuilding it. You know, they started doing the reflectors, which is kind of a newer thing in the phrase scene. You know, half the time, it kind of looks like they do replace them in an effort to not fuck up the art on the car. <laughs> I mean, they started painting the numbers higher, which which was kind of an obvious choice. You know, so they're definitely passively participating to some extent. The cost to, to fight it, the juice just isn't worth the squeeze. What's the future of freights? I think there's longevity. You just got to go big enough. Does it get to a point where everyone's doing coal cars at that point? I mean, that's where it's going, right? Yeah. It's heading in that direction, but 50% of riders out there don't have that much 
effort in them. As you add vertical height to something you're working on, every foot that you go up that's out of your reach, probably increasing the amount of time it takes to finish by like 20% because you're just going up and down the ladder so much. You know, even when you're going halfway up the car, like that's adding hours to what you're doing. You guys ever messed around with a Ouija board? Is that real or is that just made up? I actually never have. We used to play with them when we were younger. I mean, I think it's fake as fuck, but I think it's awesome. Cause That's cool. <laughs> when you're a kid, anything's possible. I mean, well, just like that kind of stuff really gets people in a, in a weird way. The knife flew across the room and stuck in the wall next to us. The stories now, looking back, were just terrifying, but it was a great part of being a youth. Yeah. Every human has some infatuation with music. Yeah, I started with hip-hop, then punk rock, and now I just listen to T-Swift, so... <laughs> executions were public. Would you guys watch that on TV? I want to watch it, but that's just not my thing. Yeah, I don't know that I'd necessarily be into it, but I'd also be, probably before I'd say no, I'd be curious how they're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) What the the mode of action is. (laughs) Well, if you watch, like, Mexican news, it shows some pretty gory shit. We're pretty, like, sheltered from reality. If someone dies on the freeway, they block that shit off. They don't want you to see it. We're all going to check out. Is there anything on your bucket list, guys, before you check out? Is there? I've got a family and a little boy, and I definitely want to follow that through to the end and watch that miracle play out. There's not a lot in this world that I want that I, that I haven't accomplished or acquired, you know. I want to keep heading in those directions, but I'm... I'm pretty darn happy. For me, I, I want to travel a lot more. There's a lot of places I'd like to see. This world's just a giant place. I still haven't seen every all the 50 states yet. I'd still like to do that. Take a road trip across the U.S. I don't know. I haven't hopped a freight ever. I'd like to hop a freight. Traveling is definitely the only thing you pay for that makes you richer. Definitely. What do you guys say to people that don't travel? Everywhere's a little different. Everywhere's got a little different view of how the world works. It's eye-opening. In your family, when you grow up, you just assume that everything in your childhood is normal. I feel like, like for me, I was probably like 12 or 13 when I like kind of was like sleeping over at other friends' houses and realized like, oh shit, like the way their family is is really different than the way my family is. When you travel, you definitely see that all over the world. You You get people that never left their town or left their freaking corner and they're dumb as rocks, man. You can't be too comfortable. Regret is a pretty powerful motivator. Yeah, if you use it as motivation, it can be a destroyer also. Because if you just live in there, you're right, you're just going to stay stagnant and not go anywhere. What's more important, money or health? Health. Obviously. So what's more important, money or happiness? Yeah, but everyone wants to be a fucking millionaire that's famous. Anthony Hopkins, an actor, said, I always wanted to be famous, and then by the time I got famous, I didn't care anymore. What more? I mean, if there's a a checklist, I think you absolutely checked almost everything off. I mean, what more do you fiends want? It's just more of a personal joy thing for me at this point. Right. You know, like, I love I love getting together with my buddies and painting. I love painting by myself. Um, I love rolling into the yard the next morning and really seeing what I thought was going on the night before has turned out in reality. Is it usually better or worse? Yeah, it's like kind of like 50-50. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, for me, it's just the act of creating something. and That's my drive. Okay. Going in there, creating something. Doing, doing, doing it work. at nighttime, then come back in the morning and seeing it in the daytime. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. I just like doing the work, you know? I like, miss my inline there. The dog wants to hang with the dog. I don't blame him. <laughs> I had cousins. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, big family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
Gotta keep it close, right? You guys ever seen that movie Big Trouble in Little China with Kurt Russell? Yeah. Uh-huh. Would a movie like that make it today? Or, you know, karate flicks, old westerns that are just shitty. Yeah. But they're like, it really captures a time. It's, it seems like movies were a little bit shorter back then, and they had more of a storyline. <laughs> Two hours, three hours long, and it's... Yeah. I think back then they didn't really know how, All like, in with bullshit. fuck you. And at this point, they've got, like, these algorithms that just figured out what's going to make you right, we've got feel that. happy that you watch the movie. And we have to have an explosion every seven minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, like, an equation <laughs> for a movie nowadays that's kind of taken away that organic... The mystery. I like movies yeah. like Inception, that will talk, uh, see if they're in reality or not. Up. What's one of the foulest or weirdest things you've seen. So, I was oh, go in, ahead. Uh, go ahead, Bobby. Oh, he didn't even hesitate. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't know. Go, go ahead and sit down, bro. Sit down. You're not scared. That scarred me for life. So, it was in Thailand. We're on a road trip in the middle of nowhere. I've got to piss, so we pull into the 7-Eleven. I'm walking towards the bathroom. The bathrooms in the 7-Eleven Thailand. They're all behind the building, and they're like outside journals. And I see this guy. He makes eye contact with me, and I'm like, okay, this is weird. I start walking. He starts following me into the bathroom. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to get robbed. I pull up to my urinal. I start pissing. This guy comes up right next me shoulder to shoulder, pulls out his dick and starts jerking off. What? He looks at me. I'm just sitting there pissing like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I finish my shit, zip up and walk away. Get back to the car. I'm like, tell my girlfriend, like, this guy just tricked off to me in the bathroom. I'm like, it really is way worse than any of us could ever imagine. You guys uh, inspire me and I guess that last comment, you guys sicken me. You know, every graffiti writer has their own take when you hear someone else's you know version of the same thing. It creates a little bit of enlightenment. High five to the people back home or we've had a lot of people help us out over the years everybody in our crew the Viagra boys like Palm Fart Barf Apeshit Kodak Vision from San Diego Vigunis guys uh, Erase uh, Unique 2 Reddy's uh, hosted us last year and showed us a great time we've had some yeah. amazing times with so many people it's really hard to even think of them all or is it worth it I think <laughs> that was a lot possible <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hard work and a lot of complicated things that happen in this hobby that feel unique to it, but I mean, there's probably the same kind of drama in, in anything that you pursue, that you, especially if you get good at it. Pursue whatever you're into, and it right. just should be worth the squeeze. <laughs> oh, I love that quote. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, listen, I'm gonna. Where the hell are my pants at? Well, let's. Uh, I'd say close this thing up, but uh, let me turn around. Thanks for everything. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are cool, man. All right, guys. Uh, out in the graffiti land, graffiti world. Get a good night's sleep, take a few vitamins, and drink your water. We're out of here. We're out of here. Right, right, right.